What's up, brother? And welcome to the Becoming Kings podcast. I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and men's lifestyle fulfillment coach. I've dedicated my life to helping men who feel like they're just not living up to their full potential to level up and become the king of their kingdoms. So whether you've been feeling stuck or numb or extremely angry with not living up to your greatest potential in any area of your life, then I'll be in your ears every week dropping some truly transformative episodes to help you become a man that you're proud to be. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to it. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Johnny, Johnny King. Yo, I was humbled and uh, blessed enough to partake in a week-long seminar put on by Tony Robbins and his team with a group of about 300 people in Maui, Hawaii, Hawaii, uh, five years ago maybe, six years ago now. Uh, really, really powerful. And uh, I was blown away, this is just kind of side note, that three of the women that spoke were all women who I had recently either read their book, bought their program. Uh, so you have like Nicole Dardone who wrote a book called Slow Sex. She's all about this orgasmic meditation practice. She was there. Then we had Miss Jaya. I had uh, done a program of hers and she has all this stuff about sexual blueprints, which just uh, a bunch of her stuff just released. Um, I guess she's uh, a contributor on this like some type of pro I'm not sure even it's on Netflix I just saw it came out called like Love Sex and Goop or something like that I don't know I haven't watched it yet but Miss Jaya is amazing she's been at uh, a couple different masterminds that I've also been a part of and then Esther Perel uh, I had read read her book um, If the Buddha Dated I'm pretty sure is what it's called she was there she did an intervention with myself and my dad and my two of my siblings which is really freaking powerful but then I had also heard about Alison Armstrong. Now, Alison Armstrong uh, has been on the podcast, and she's crazy powerful with the, with the stuff that she, she gets into. And Tony had permission to, to teach some of her stuff at this uh, week-long relationship retreat. And I want to kind of dive into a little section of it on this podcast, which is about the kind of the the life stages of a man. I've talked about this briefly in the past, probably 100 or 200 episodes ago, um, last year sometime, but uh, I want to dive into it a little bit more because I think it's really relevant, especially not only with, you know, my book that I, that I brought out a couple weeks ago called Becoming Kings, which is really kind of written for the younger version of me. Like if I had had this <laughs> book uh, 12 plus years ago, uh, it would have been helpful. So I wrote it for a younger version of myself and also for guys who are like, okay, I realize life is not going the way that I would like it to go uh, or anticipated it to go, and I'm struggling. Like, I don't know what I need to do, but I do know that it's not working, right? So that's what I wrote it for. I did not include this part, even though I did, uh, you know, include some some info about you know, a lot of different people that I've had on the, on the podcast, but, uh, this is really more about, like I said, the, just the life cycles of 
how men's identities are shaped while they grow, while they develop, okay? So uh, a lot of the stuff is from the book that I got from this Ultimate Relationship uh, program that Tony Robbins put on. And it's really powerful, okay? Um, and maybe I'll get into the, the life cycles of, of a, a woman, this, the stages of development of a woman on another podcast episode. But uh, here it is for men, okay? So from, from birth all the way till when a boy hits puberty, this is the stage that Alison Armstrong refers to as uh, page, okay? Like he's a, a, a page. Remember like back in the olden days, the, the, the medieval days, <laughs> page or a squire, okay? So the page from, from zero to puberty, this is where he wants to be free, okay? He'll go off on great adventures. He wants to slay the dragon. He wants the beautiful maidens. He wants to doesn't want he, he wants to win the beautiful maidens okay but he's too young and he has no resources I remember again like laying in my front yard with a couple of my different buddies uh, on different occasions where we had like the the little tiny radio that was being powered by those huge freaking Duracell D batteries and we were listening to like 80s music which was just depressing <laughs> and I remember just thinking we would literally be like what do you want to do when you grow up like what we were just dreaming about when we would be old enough to you know win the maiden and slay the dragon right but uh but I was still too young so that's that's exactly it the page you know dreams about becoming uh and, and attempting and also attempts attempts to learn from and serves the different knights around him Okay, so an ambitious page is dreaming of being a king. Some want to become, and some know they will become, right? And that's definitely where I'm like, oh, man, like I want to just, that's what I would dream of, like my ideal life, uh, having it all, okay? So that's the page. Now the knight, the knight uh, is essentially from when uh, a boy becomes you know, uh, essentially a teenager, okay, starts going through puberty. So from teenager until late 20s is when the night stages, okay, and not like N-I-G-H-T, it's K-N-I-G-H-T, right? So page, knight, we'll get into prince, the tunnel men, and then the king, cool? So with the knight, uh, he can't find one thing that's worth his undivided attention. Um, well, it's not that he can't. I'm saying if he cannot find one thing that is worth his undivided attention, then he moves on, okay? But if he does find his passion, he feels totally alive. Um, again, I'm kind of reading this from this from this book that I got from the relationship program I went through at Tony, with Tony Robbins in Maui years ago. Uh, if he doesn't grow, he hates himself, and he starts to hate the people around him. I can certainly relate to that. I was so like addicted to, well, I still am in many regards, but I've tempered my, <laughs> my hatred towards myself if I'm not growing. Uh, has extraordinary energy and wants to go on adventures. He wants to explore. He wants to travel the world. He's fascinated and focused on maidens. <laughs> so again, whether you're straight or you're not, uh, this is where it's just the the hunger for sensuality, uh, for 
their attention and their energy is like um, unsatiable. Okay, so the the knight will fight with other knights. They'll also fight against society and rules and himself. Okay, so a knight will fight hard and also parties hard. Okay, so the there's a couple different knights. So the very first one is the warrior knight. The warrior knight, he's willing to take risks, but not responsibilities. Interesting, right? Seems kind of uh, immature, right? But they are. They're in their teenage years or in their, their you know, 20s. Driven by pursuit of love and discovery of self. When I was going through that uh, stage, I was really only focused on finding love. And I was willing to travel the world and go everywhere I could to find it. Um, and so with the warrior knight, though, they're fighting for the greater good. They want to come home a champion and a protector. So a lot of it's kind of focused or, or founded in insecurity, you know. So they want to enjoy, they want to achieve glory. They want to become a prince and then eventually a king. The second knight is the metrosexual, the knight. Uh, they like looking like a knight, wants the sword in the outfit, but they take very little or no risk. Okay, they're interested, very interested in the attention, the energy, and the sensuality of maidens or, uh, or princes, <laughs> depending, like I said, your sexual orientation uh, in maidens or princes. And so they're kind of, uh, again, they're, they're insecure. They want to look the part, but they're not willing to take the risk to actually be the part. The third knight is the rogue knight. Okay, they're in it for the spoils. They're not loyal to, to anyone or anything. Um, they want to essentially get to the, the core energy and attraction of the maidens. And like they, they, they're kind of more focused on just having fun. Okay. And like I said, they're not loyal. They're not courageous. Um, and they certainly do not provide any guidance or presence when you're with them. They're just kind of aloof. They're out there just living in the moment. Carpe diem, so they speak, right? And then the last knight is the lazy page in a knight's suit. So this is where uh, he wants everyone to take care of him. And he takes no risk. Okay, so he's not out there looking to even slay the dragon as the knight. He's just, uh, he's, he's a page that has put on yeah, <laughs> armor. Armor to, to look like a knight. Okay, so then moving on to the next stage, if you will, is the prince. And the prince takes a man from his late 20s to his 30s, okay? And again, I remember um, asking Allison uh, on my podcast and, and that sort of thing, like, is this exactly how it goes? She's like, for the most part, you know, like 90% of the time, yeah, this is like age from, from zero to puberty is page and from teenager to late 20s as night and from late 20s to 30s as prince, 40s to 50s as the tunnel man and the king can sometimes come in their 40s but typically happens in their, in a man in his 50s, 60s or beyond, okay? She has met, I think she said the youngest knight that she had met uh, in one of her uh, one of her workshops, live workshops, was like a 42-year-old man, okay? So we'll get to King here uh, towards the end, but getting into Prince, like I said, this is when men are somewhere in their late 20s 
through their 30s, okay? So Prince is no longer just about adventure. He's starting to realize, okay, life is starting to pass me by. So it, it, it starts to become more about building something larger than himself, okay? And it's about moving him towards becoming a king. And so he's taking bigger risks. He's also claiming greater levels of responsibility of things beyond himself that he's building. And he's driven by, he's certainly driven by the pursuit of love, but he's also driven by the creation of self, okay? Now, for women, this is a really hard stage because his focus is not going to be on her. His focus is going to be on other things, the things that he's building, okay? So the prince who is tireless eventually becomes the king, okay? Uh, but the tired prince never becomes the king. So you have three different phases uh, or life cycles, if you will, not even life cycles, but three different stages, that's the word, of princes, okay? So you have the early prince, and he's concerned with what he will be the king of, okay? So he's like, what am I building? What what's, What is this all about, okay? The mid-prince knows what he will be the king of, and he pursues it, okay? So he's working very intensely to achieve his goals. He's all into his work, okay? The late prince is confident of who he is and can see the end in sight, you know, becoming the king in the distance. And then at that point, that's when they enter what Allison refers to as the tunnel, okay? So men in their 40s and 50s, this is where they become the tunnel men. So the transition between prince and king sometimes <laughs> or is oftentimes better known as a midlife crisis, okay? But biomarkers of physical age and blueprints, this is where those collide. And they start to think, oh, I should have be, uh, become a king by now. They're getting impatient. And this is where his world is kind of turned upside down. So he becomes uncertain of who he is. Uh, uncertainty in, in self is extremely, extremely challenging for men. Okay, They start kind of flipping everything and, and looking at everything and questioning everything. He's wondering if he's worth it, quite frankly. Okay, So the, the tunnel that the, the man is in is a one direction. It's a one-way tunnel. So it can be a very difficult time for women as well, <laughs> if you're noticing a theme here. Men in their 30s, men into their 40s and 50s, when they're kind of into late prince uh, and, and going through the tunnel, kind of working their way towards becoming a king, it's extremely difficult for women because women want to be pursued, women want to be chosen, and oftentimes this is where the man is pursuing and choosing, you know, what he's building, who he's becoming over his relationship. So where am I here? Uh, it can be a difficult time for women. However, this time can produce a very intimate and juicy relationship as well, which I think is fascinating. So I remember Allison, this isn't in the book, but I remember listening to a couple of different podcasts of hers and teachings of hers. And she talks about, you know, this is where a lot of times men, they don't make it out of the tunnel. It's such a, a deep and dark uh, space of questioning and wondering if they have what it takes 
and are they doing the right things and have they invested their lives into or has their life been all a waste um and so yes we we call it uh a midlife crisis but it's it's kind of a crisis of identity and and kind of questioning like am i on my life's purpose or have i thrown away the vast majority of my life and so if if men some men actually don't physically make it through the tunnel they will die they'll kill themselves they'll fat sacrifice themselves um maybe they fall victim to substance abuse of some kind but if they don't physically die then they they can emotionally die but if they don't you know and they pers- they they persevere and they make it through the tunnel which is you know it can last she said like the average tunnel for a man is like 12 years okay so that's why you know typically it starts in your 40s you may not get out of the tunnel until you're like mid 50s early 50s mid 50s 60s um and that's not to say that like everything is is in disarray okay but it is a very emotionally challenging time for a man even if on paper he's producing a lot and he's building a lot he's building his kingdoms it can still be a very very challenging time where he's questioning a lot about himself okay but that's where eventually if you make it outside of out and through that tunnel that's when men become kings okay and it can happen anywhere from you know your 40s and on typically like she said in your 50s and 60s beyond that um and this is where he owns himself he owns himself and he owns his kingdom, the things that he's built in his life. He has extraordinary levels of certainty and confidence that isn't based on his attitude, but it's based on his results. Okay? So he's fought the battles. He's worked through a ton of shit. He's a leader, no doubt, and he's a provider for all of those things in the kingdom uh, and all those things that he's blessed with with his family but he also commands the respect of everyone else of the pages the knights the princes uh and he thinks risks through so when he gets you know opportunities to take action he he thinks risks through very strategically from a place of a ton of wisdom because he's been through a lot right whereas in earlier stages are all about him and others, okay, and we're talking about earlier stages of page, knight, prince, tunnelman. In this stage of being a king, this is where it's really more about serving others. If you haven't, and if you haven't uh, seen the the movie, um, oh God, now I'm totally blanking. Shift, I think it's called Shift. Is that right? Anyways, uh, I, I totally forget, but you can look it up on, I'm sure it'll come to me as I'm talking, look it up on online. Wayne Dyer uh, wrote, I think, the screenplay for this this kind of, it's kind of, it's a movie, it follows like a, a, a kind of weak plot, <laughs> but the conversations that Wayne Dyer, because he stars in it, with the actors, and the acting's not great. The only person that you probably know in it is uh, Portia, what's her name, is Ellen's, Ellen's wife. Ellen DeGeneres' wife. Um, she's the only one that I recognize in her. Uh, otherwise, the acting's not great. <laughs> and the storyline's not great, great either, but uh, a bunch of the stuff that is in it is really, really powerful. And the whole 
point of of the book is uh, following a couple different you know characters in it, and they shift. I think it is called shift. They shift from a life of acquisition, of not believing they're enough, of essentially living a life as a page or a knight or a prince. Essentially, they're men uh, or they're characters who are kind of in that prince or tunnel experience, and they shift from a life of of acquisition of what 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 can I get, you know and not feeling enough, shifting to a life of purpose, of impact, of giving. And I think it's interesting that that's what she says at the very end. Earlier stages are all about him and and others, you know, chasing maidens, while this stage, the stage of being a king, is all about serving. Uh, And that kind of coincides with the three different kingdoms that I talk about in my book, you have your inner kingdom, which is like you reigning over your mental and emotional well-being. Your outer kingdom, which is more really focused on, you know, how you're giving back to the world. Like, what is it that you're building that people actually see on the outside? What are the castles that you're building, whether it be, you know, a business or your career, your family? But then the et- e- eternal kingdom, the third kingdom, is really where all the juice is. And that's where you are living your life from a place where you are giving uh, so much more than you're looking to, to receive, okay? That the, the true receiving is in the giving to others, okay? And it's more about your way of being. It's, it's more of how you are um, nurturing upcoming generations, maybe your children or your grandchildren. So anyways, um, that's what I wanted to talk about is this kind of stages of a man, um, stages of the development of a man, and Alison Armstrong's kind of discovery of, of the life cycles of how men identify uh, and, and work themselves through uh, life. And I hope that some of that might resonate. And you might be like, oh, well, I, I, I can see myself there. I have, I can see myself here. Um, depending on your age, you know, like I'm in my forties and I think I'm, that's the funny thing. There's, there's things that I can see where I'm still, still experiencing life through the lens of a prince, but then I can also see my, see myself, uh, where I'm looking through the lens of being a tunnel man. And, uh, there's certainly times that, uh, that I question if I'm going to make it. And not again, not physically. It's not like I'm questioning suicide. Um, but I do know, even at like my most recent October meeting of men, there's a lot of conversation about uh, suicide ideation. And uh, there's a lot of men out there that, that question that. And if you are, depending, I mean, regardless, depending on your, your age, um, I think a lot of men do question whether or not they have what it takes to achieve the the king status. So that's a big part of why I wrote the book, Becoming Kings. It's like, this is, here's a bunch of my anecdotal experiences of my life uh, and how I can help use those examples to teach something that I've learned that hopefully will save you some time and some heartache from having to go through similar uh, in your pursuit of becoming a king. So hope that's been helpful. Uh, I think it's, I, I just, like I said, I geek out on stuff like this and perhaps on another episode, uh, I'll go into the stages of development of a woman 
because it's different. Men's is very linear, you know, going from birth all the way to death. Women, although it is somewhat linear, it has a double track, and women ultimately can bounce around into different roles. Okay, so maybe they're a, they're a little girl or they're a tomboy or they're a maiden or they're a girl power. They're a temptress or a go-getter. They're a princess or a professional. They're a mother or a queen or they're an old maid. <laughs> and an old maid could be a 16-year-old all the way through the rest of their lives. So it's funny how uh, you know women can take on a lot of these things and it's not as focused on uh, age as it is like mental state and maturity, wisdom, uh, self-esteem, that sort of thing. So perhaps I'll do another podcast about that. Um, but either way, hope this has been helpful. Appreciate you listening as always. Uh, and I'm curious to, to hear from you, whether you listen to this, tag me on social media. Let me know where you're at. Uh, are you in the night stage? Are you in the prince? Are you in the early prince, the mid prince, the late prince? Are you in the tunnel? Or do you really feel like you've achieved the king's status? The, the the interesting thing is in closing here, I, I meet a lot of men and I think there's a lot of men who want to be king and they claim to be a king even in their 20s and 30s and they're not. They're not even remotely close. They're they're on their way. Some of them are on their way. Some of them are just kidding themselves. It's like the, the, lazy, the lazy page, right, who's in who's still a page and wants everyone to do stuff for them, but they're dressed up looking like a knight. I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of princes out there who, who think they want to be <laughs> king and they posture and they puff up their chest and they, they show that they're doing really well in life. And, and yet at the end of the day, they're, they're not really close to becoming a king because a king at the end of the day, he doesn't care about other people's opinions, Right. He's secure in who he is, and he has very few fucks to give. So he's he's out there just giving giving away his, I wouldn't say life energy, uh, but he's pouring into others and to his community and to, uh, you know, finds deep, deep levels of fulfillment in giving back to the benefit of other people so that they are growing and maturing. And uh, I hope someday that I become a king as well. At least that's the uh, the pursuit. And I'd like to get to the point where I, I don't have to question myself. I know my own value. It's definitely happening. It's definitely getting there, right? And I think that's, uh, that's the important thing for all of us because I feel like too many men who are out there who are deeply insecure and wounded are the men that are expressing toxic behavior quote-unquote um, unhealthy or shadow behavior and it's through the healing of of doing the work that uh, that men will grow out of that stage of being kind of a toxic knight or a prince and uh, become a healed version of a king because at the end of the day no one no one ultimately wants to be ruled by an unhealthy or toxic king you really can't be a king until you've healed and, and have done the work. So that's why you're listening to this podcast, right? That's why you're hopefully picking up my book or listening to all the other content, other podcasts, other programs, doing retreats by all the other amazing 
men, uh, men's work leaders, if you will. So I digress. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for joining me. We'll catch up with you on the next episode. Take care. That's it for this one, and I want to thank you for listening. Hey, if you got some good ideas from this episode and you want more, please feel free to subscribe to the podcast. And if you think others may benefit from it also, share it on social media and tag me in your post so I can say hey. It would also mean a lot to me if you felt inclined to write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts since I read every single one of them. And if you've got any questions or topics that you'd like to recommend or really just anything that you think I could improve upon, man, I thrive on constructive feedback. So hit me up with an email at podcast at johnnyking.com. Oh, and feel free to also subscribe to my YouTube channel, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Instagram at Johnny King and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Johnny King Men's Coach. Thanks again for joining me. I'll catch you next time.